hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you feel good on purpose and create a life that you love and know that you are a powerful creator. You can create anything that you want for your life. I'm your host, Leah Lund, and today we're here to talk about it's not you, it's your brain. If you are feeling blue or down or unmotivated or overwhelmed or anxious or hurt, I'm here to tell you it's very possible this is not your personality. This is not who you are. It's actually a sign of something going on in your brain that is out of alignment, out of balance, and something also that can be restored pretty simply in a very straightforward way. So you may know that I am an emotional capacity coach and a brain health coach, but I'm also a neuronutrition therapist. And neuronutrient therapy is the use of amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein, at therapeutic doses to restore neurotransmitter level. Our neurotransmitters, there's four areas of amino neurotransmitters that are largely responsible for how we feel in general, and certainly responsible for everything that I named at the start of this uh, recording this session. So if you're feeling blue, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling unmotivated, if you're feeling anything that I described in the beginning here, I'm here to say there could be a biochemical reason that is is in your brain and that is absolutely not something you have to live with forever or something that you were born with or your personality or just the way it is or just how it has to be. In fact, it is no different than if you had any other physical imbalance in your body or physical issue or condition. I like to compare it to if you were trying to run a marathon and you had a broken leg. Now, I suppose you could mindset your way into it. And I do know some people, maybe you do too, who would run that marathon anyway, but in the process, potentially harm the other leg, throw their alignment out of balance. And it certainly wouldn't be very fun. And it certainly wouldn't be easy. It would be very difficult. So why not just heal the leg to run the marathon? So, so it is with our brain chemistry our neurotransmitter levels. If they're depleted, you can feel all kinds of symptoms, and I'm going to get into what they are. And rather than struggle against that and just try to think positive and feel like, oh, if I just think positive positive enough, this will change, why not heal the brain chemistry? Why not restore the neurotransmitter levels so that the brain is functioning the way it was designed to function so that you can feel good and happy and satisfied and not have cravings and not feel anxiety and not feel depressed and so many other things. So if you're hearing this for the first time, if you were unaware about neurotransmitter depletion, right now you're probably your mouth is, your jaw is dropping, right? Because what you are hearing, and you are hearing correct, what you are hearing is that things that you've struggled with your entire life, like maybe obsessive thoughts or behaviors, perfectionism, cravings, sleep issues, having a lack of motivation, things that maybe have plagued you for a long time, for many years, maybe even all the way back to childhood, are not actually you. It's not who you are. It's your brain and it's correctable. You heard that right. It is correctable. So let's go ahead and dive into this. So I mentioned that there's four types of neurotransmitter that help you feel good. 
and feel good on purpose. And if you're depleted in any of these four types of neurotransmitter, you will have signs and symptoms that you can't think your way out of. And I envision these four neurotransmitters like four little gas tanks in our brain. And how you're designed, how it should work is that you eat foods that have good amino acid content in them to begin with, good proteins, and that your brain takes these amino acids along with vitamins and minerals that are in your real whole food diet and convert them and make a neurotransmitter. These are things like serotonin and dopamine. And you have an ample supply being readily and easily and consistently made so that you always have a constant flow of molecules of these neurotransmitters. That keeps you feeling good in the moment. And that also means that you have enough of an excess that you can store some in reserve. And that way, if you have a particularly stressful day or hard day, or you miss out on some nutrition on any given day, or even if it's just not a sunny day, if it's a dark, cloudy, or stormy day, you have a reserve to draw upon. This gives you a, a buoyancy in life. This gives you an ability to flex to situations when stresses come up. But if something breaks down this production, if all of a sudden or over time, your brain struggles to make enough of these neurotransmitters to keep up, then you will tap into your reserve to fill in the gap You'll tap into the reserve more and more and more, and eventually, or suddenly sometimes, if there's a big trauma or big stress, suddenly you can feel very depleted and have no resiliency and no buoyancy. And when this happens, it can feel like your life changed completely, like all of a sudden you have no coping skills. Stress just gets to you. Things that bothered you in the past um, a little bit now bother you to an extreme degree. And you're tempted to think that something is wrong from a psychological or an emotional standpoint. But again, it is, and I'm here so that you hear this loud and clear and know this, it's biochemical. So let's dive into exactly what neurotransmitters I'm talking about and what it looks like to be depleted. So first of all, start with a chemical that you're probably familiar with a brain chemical, and I'll use the term brain chemical and neurotransmitter interchangeably. Um, but I'll start with one that you're probably familiar with, and that's called low. That's called serotonin. So when you're low in your serotonin, it can feel like you're just the dark cloud is following you around. You'll have a tendency to see the glass half empty. You'll have dark or pessimistic thoughts. You might be quite worried, quite anxious not very confident, doubting yourself, being very critical and judgmental of yourself, feeling guilty often. You can have behavior that's obsessive and that can be make it difficult for you to make transition or deal with change or be flexible. In other words, you'll want things to be very rigid and to stay in a certain pattern. You could be a perfectionist, a neatnik, a control freak. You could be obsessed with details to the point of an addiction, have a computer addiction, a TV addiction, or a work addiction. Other signs of low serotonin are irritability, impatience, being edgy or angry, being hyperactive or restless, just can't slow down, can't relax, can't turn your brain off, as well as being sheer, uh, shy or fearful, 
getting nervous or panicky, having panic attacks about things like enclosed spaces or public performance, or even things like spiders and snakes. You can have anxiety attacks or panic attacks, facial tics, body tics, Tourette's. You could find yourself more emotional around your cycle, so menopausal or PMS, moodiness, tears, anger, depression. You'll have an be very irritated. You could be about hot weather. And you'll have sleep difficulty as well as strong cravings for sweets and starches, especially things like wine, even things like marijuana. And you'll notice that these cravings occur later on in the day. Not so much in the morning, but definitely by three o'clock and definitely later in the day because we need serotonin in order to, um, we need light, excuse me, in order to synthesize serotonin. So all of these things are signs that you could be depleted in a very important brain chemical called serotonin. Serotonin, when we make enough, when our brain is making this beautiful chemical of serotonin, which is an ancient molecule, by the way, it existed on our planet before he, we did, before human beings did. Um, when you're making enough of this chemical, you feel very emotionally stable. You're very self-confident. You have a positive outlook. You have emotional flexibility and you have a sense of humor. You can kind of take life as it comes. You can laugh at yourself. You don't take things personally or too seriously or get stuck in a low mood for long. So if this is you, I'm here to say it's not who you are. It's simply a depletion of serotonin levels. The next chemical is a group of chemicals actually, and it's called, they're called catecholamines. And these are things like epinephrine, norepinephrine, and the primary catecholamine, which is dopamine. When you're low in catecholamines, you will feel a depression. It's very different, though, from a low serotonin depression. It's not sad, like a low serotonin depression. You will feel a blah, an apathetic depression, a flat, bored, just blah kind of feeling. Even when you can intellectually look at your life and say, wow, I should be so excited. There's so much going on right now you'll just kind of feel eh about it all. Another sign of low catecholamines is low drive, low enthusiasm, a lack of energy, a lack of focus, a lack of concentration. You could um, be attracted to stimulants and consume a lot of coffee or uppers like sugar or ephedra or even cocaine. And you're constantly looking for something to give you some excitement because you're not feeling naturally excited because you're lacking in this brain chemical. So you might do things like seek thrills and it doesn't always have to be bungee jumping or rock climbing or something like that. Sometimes you seek that little burst of motivation and energy through even things like procrastination like waiting until the last minute because then you get some adrenaline going. It helps compensate for the low dopamine and you get the motivation to get a project or something done. ADD, the diagnosis of ADD, exactly what that is, is low catecholamine. And again, it's not you. It's simply your brain. It's simply a lack, to be more specific, of a certain brain chemical being produced or a low reserve of that chemical, and it can be corrected through the use of amino acid therapy. So next, I want to talk about a brain chemical called GABA. 
And GABA is, the role of GABA is to neutralize our adrenaline. So signs of being depleted in GABA, having low GABA levels, is that you don't neutralize your adrenaline. So you feel overworked, pressured, or deadlined all the time, even when you are, when you are or when you're not. In, in other words, you are hypersensitive to deadlines and pressure, and you'll feel it if there's any opportunity to feel that way. You'll also have difficult time relaxing or loosening up, and you'll feel an anxiety that is different from the anxiety you feel with low serotonin. The low serotonin anxiety is emotional or psychological or more in your thoughts and emotions, and a low GABA anxiety is in your body. You'll be stiff, tight, tense. You can't, you'll have difficulty sleeping potentially because your body is so tense and tight. You can also get really easily upset and frustrated. You might notice yourself being more snappy about stress, taking, taking, uh, being more reactionary, and you'll feel overwhelmed like you just never, ever could get it all done. And you might be using food or other, what I call substitutes, alcohol, marijuana, drugs, tobacco to relax and to calm down. You might even be taking a prescription for low serotonin for any of these really, but for low GABA, for low serotonin, and certainly ADD medications for the low catecholamines. Once again, if, ye, if any of this is sounding familiar to you and you suspect you might be low in GABA, know that it's not your personality. Even if you felt that way your entire life, even if even as a child, you were a little slower than others, or in school, you got really stressed out about exams, and you've always seemed to be more vulnerable to stressful situations, it doesn't mean it's who you are. It means you're depleted in your GABA reserves and compromised in your GABA production, and it can be corrected. The last neurochemical that I want to talk about is endorphin. And endorphin is our natural pleasure and our natural pain-killing chemical. I think of it like the hippie brain chemical because it's peace and love, right? It's feeling satisfied with things. It's feeling happy about things. It's feeling self-soothed. And when you are depleted in your endorphin levels, you'll feel the opposite. You'll have difficulty dealing with any kind of pain, with emotional pain or with physical pain. You can find yourself tearing up or crying really easily, sometimes for no reason, sometimes for something really impersonal like a television commercial, something that doesn't really have anything to do with you personally. And you have this increased sensitivity for any kind of pain, including emotional pain, low tolerance for um arguments, let's say, or low tolerance for conflicts with people. You find it hard to get over losses or get through grieving. And if you've been through a great deal of physical or emotional pain, it's very likely that you're depleted in your endorphin because you would have had to tap into that endorphin reserve to, to survive as a coping mechanism. So if you've had a great loss or a great trauma in your life, it's very common to um, be depleting and depleted in your endorphin levels. You'll also experience cravings, and that's true of any of these deficiencies. Any of these four neurotransmitter deficiencies can cause cravings for foods and for substances and for even substitutes. And in the example of endorphin, because it's your natural pleasure and painkiller, you start to crave things for pleasure and for killing or numbing pain. 
So comfort cravings, cravings that are for a reward because you deserve it. Tra cravings for something that is a treat because you've worked so hard. And especially if it's cravings for things like chocolate or gluten, bread, wine, um, real pleasure things, lattes because of the cream, ice cream because of the milk proteins, even more behavioral cravings like for romance novels or for affairs. Anything that you do to feel more pleasure or to numb the pain because your natural pleasure and pain numbing chemical isn't present. You're compensating with some kind of a substitute. So those are our four neurotransmitters and the signs to know if you are neurotransmitter depleted. So who and how, who is affected by this and how often is it occurring? Well, it's now estimated in the latest research that at least 85% of people in the US are low in serotonin, for example. I think it's higher than that. Um, and women especially are vulnerable. We tend to make less serotonin even when everything is working properly than men. And that's estimated that we make a third less all the way to, I've read some studies that say um, over 50% less serotonin than men. So women especially, you're very vulnerable to being low in serotonin and really low in all of these neurotransmitters. We can also uh, become, we, we can inherit neurotransmitter depletions. So maybe that you're born with this, but we can also develop it over time. And we develop it over time through things like a lack of nutrition, and that can be either not eating the right foods, eating foods that sabotage this production, like sugar, like caffeine, um, like artificial ingredients, like gluten. That can be the way that we nutritionally get depleted, or it could be if your gut health is compromised in some way, you're eating all the great organic food, but your body just can't absorb it, and so you're still not getting the nutrients from the real whole food that you are eating. Either way, it affects the neurochemistry the same way. So that's one thing, you, or two really, you, you can inherit this depletion or it can be lack of nutrition. It also can be lack of other nutrients that your body needs like water, like exercise, like sunlight. It can be because of toxin interference in the brain. And the most common reason that I see that people are neurotransmitter depleted is stress. Stress zaps our neurochemicals. So even if you're eating well, um, but you have a very stressful lifestyle style, this will take a toll on your neurotransmitter levels. And the eating itself can be a stress if you're eating a lot of sugar and simple uh, carbs and processed food. That's a stress to the body. That takes more energy from, from the body. So um, it affects our neurotransmitter levels. It is a stress. Or even if you're eating properly, but you have that stressful lifestyle. I wanna also add in the food area, dieting. Dieting can cause neurotransmitter depletion because if you're, if you're limiting your calorie intake, restricting your calorie intake, you are affecting the availability of enough nutrients to the brain to make these neurochemicals to begin with. So that's the neurochemicals, some of the symptoms and signs, how you might have become 
depleted in your neurochemistry. And I can imagine that the one remaining question for you is when, well, then what do I do? If I've identified, if you're listening and this sounds like you, what do you do about it? At One Whole Health, I have a self-scoring brain chemistry assessment, and we'll include that link in the notes. So if you didn't catch every symptom that I read off, I'll definitely include in the show notes here a self-scoring brain chemistry assessment with all 40 signs and symptoms of neurotransmitter depletion. You rate those symptoms on a 1 to 10 scale. The higher the number, the greater the sign of depletion. If you are depleted, yes, you need to change your nutrition. Yes, you need to find stress-reducing, make stress-reducing changes in your life. Those alone most times, once you've become depleted, those things alone, those lifestyle changes and new lifestyle habits will help and they will be uh, foundational and they will especially help you once you've repaired to maintain repair. But in most cases where you are depleted and you've gone into a deficit of these chemicals, you will need to use targeted amino acid therapy, also known as neuronutrition, to repair this. What that means in in short form is it means therapeutic doses of specific amino acids at multiple times a day for a period of months. This is something, this is what being a neuronutrition uh, therapist is, is I write customer protocols. You can ask your other healthcare uh, practitioners if they do the same, but you do want to get a personalized protocol written by a professional who's been trained in neuronutrition because there are certain amino acids that have can exacerbate certain medical conditions so you want to make sure that you take those kinds of precautions into account you also don't want to go about this in a one-size-fits-all and just buy an amino blend product that's available that has a little bit of a lot of different aminos because it likely will not have enough of any one to make a big big difference so this is why we call it targeted amino acid therapy so I hope this has shed some really important light to why you might be feeling blue or down or unmotivated or overwhelmed or anxious or even hurt. And you have the power. You have the power to make this change in your brain because this is not you and who you are. This is your brain. So if this resonated, take some action, take the assessment, find some support and restore yourself back to the emotional stability and the flexibility and the humor and the joyful you that you are designed to be so you can feel good on purpose. Thank you for listening.